It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy. And it's about people. It's about... Fin it's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept. Uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force that sort of controls our destiny, uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence. Great place, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang, bang, and people fall over and are dead. But, you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, a kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. Hello, and welcome back to Generation Skywalker. Uh, this is our modern roundtable, The Modern Way. And joining me tonight, we have Mark Daniels. Good evening, Mark. Good evening. Now a modern lover, as we well found out from the last episode. I, I wouldn't go that far, mate. Well, you, you say that, mate. You you said you hate all modern in the first episode. The second episode, you bought some. And I've got a feeling we could have something else on pre-order this month. So <laughs> yeah, I think you've uh, broken. Uh, we've also got Mr. Craig Spivey with us. Good evening, Craig. Good evening. Hello. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. I'm actually in a very jovial mood, so should be fun. And uh, finally with us is Dan Burgess. Good evening, Dan. Hello there. That was very posh. That's <laughs> my Obi-Wan Kenobi impression. Well, <laughs> oh, there you go. So, boys, back, back again. Um, yeah. I was looking through the last show notes. Again, it feels like a little while, but have we been buying anything, pre-ordering anything? I'm, I'm, I'm sure we have all received something that we have been talking about a lot recently. So, uh, Craig, have you dipped yourself in? Modern yeah, again? I've made some purchases. True, true to my word, from the the last episode, I I pre-ordered the Tebow uh, for my for my little custom effort. So I'm sure we'll talk about that again in the future. My uh, Elite Series Probe Droid arrived, and I know we're going to be talking about that very very soon. Um, and I've also bought a couple of little bits for my saga kind of timeline, my little timeline of three and three quarter figures. So I got the little R2D2 with his sail barge paraphernalia it's the uh the one from i think it was the one from 2004 so not the later one the earlier one because it was much cheaper uh, and i also got young han solo in his fur coat oh from from solo nice yeah, yeah. so is so, that from that's just from the solo range of toys i take it yeah yeah so i've got him now and i could probably do with chewy with his goggles but he um he came in that that play set so he's kind of quite expensive is that the only way of getting him is it I think so, yeah. So uh, if, if he pops up loose at some point at a decent price, I might pick him up. But 
yeah, that's uh, that's some modern purchases for me. Yeah, nice. I think TiVo's due in in August, isn't it? So yeah, not too long to wait for that little uh, <laughs> little furry critter. Uh, Dan, you're bound to have bought stuff because you're um what? Well, you're just modern mad at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I've got the probe droid as well. I know we're going to talk about that in a bit. I also got in my birthday this month, and I got a, a Lego Stormtrooper helmet, which is very nice, and the Boba Fett Black Series helmet, which I think we're talking about as well today. Yeah, we are, aren't we? You, you've got uh, first-hand experience expecting something special from you this month. And um, Mr. I Can't Stand Modern, already we we aware that he had ordered the Black Series probe droid, which I think had arrived before we had released the last show. Anything else, Mark? Uh, I'm afraid to say yes. I have, I've ordered, uh, well, I've pre-ordered the um, Boba Fett Black Series helmet. I'd hovered over that Buy It Now button for so long that I just thought, uh, I've got some birthday money. I've got a couple of Amazon vouchers, and I just thought, why, why not? Why not go for it? So, uh, at this present moment, it still hasn't arrived, but you know, hopefully, it will be here very, very soon. Well, we look forward to that because you did promise us a photo with the helmet and then with body paint, didn't you, to complete the rest of the costume? I'm going to be uh, freshly shaved as well. Uh, <laughs> you, you know what it's like when you're applying body paint over hair; it just doesn't quite work. So, I'm going to be uh, completely shaved, waxed. <laughs> Well, I'm going to really look forward to that, Mark. You should. You shouldn't really, mate, because uh, you haven't seen the picture yet. I don't think I bought anything until I sat down earlier. First of all, I forgot that I bought a couple of elite figures, didn't I, while we were recording the last show, and they arrived. And I had a, had a good look at them. K2SO, which I thought was brilliant. I really liked it, and it came with Bodhi, who the face sculpt looked really off to me. So a real hit and miss for me, but. I have also added the the Disney Elite probe droid, and I've also added the Black Series one. So I've got both of them sitting up there, both beautiful, which we'll, I know we'll get onto later. And it just so happens, so as I was ordering the Disney Elite, I was sitting there. I bought the vintage collection Jabba's Sail Skiff. I'm going to have the box ship, but I want to get the figures. So that'll probably be on display once I've got the garage sorted. And I've been cracking on. I've been building the the Lego Death Star, which I'd undernard about for years really enjoyable build i'm about halfway through it but it's it's massive so gotta find a spot in my office for that are you camping out in it Stuart? you're gonna you're gonna have a you're gonna you kind of camp out in there for a couple of nights it's great fun i built the um i built the trash compactor the other day and the walls move and little dinoga sticking his head through the floor i'm willing on it but it's exactly <laughs> at halfway up so i'm about to now come back in but um i thought it was going to sit under my shelf but it's already about Too big. four inches off the shelf so that's not going to be happening we did get a uh contacted on on our facebook page from a christopher cook who is part of a movement and a petition to get hasbro to create more three and three quarter inch figures for the vintage collection now uh, to learn more about what they're actually petitioning for i managed to catch up with chris so let's just uh, just listen to that for a minute now i'm here with christopher cook welcome to generation skywalker chris Hello, thank you very much for having me. Now, you're, you're petitioning Hasbro. Can you explain to us what the petition is? That's right. It's, uh, it's not my petition directly. It's something that's been created and set up by BanthaSkull.com, but uh, I'm, I'm very much part of the initial movement for getting things going and what have you. Uh, so just to give a bit of background about the actual movements, kind of came to a head around about the 1st of May when Hasbro did their Fan First Friday livestream event on Facebook. And during the, the livestream, they showcased a load of upcoming products loads and loads and loads of black series stuff loads and loads of, of the child and baby yoda stuff 
but they only actually announced one new vintage collection item, and that was a repack of the Luke Skywalker in Stormtrooper disguise. Now, there are plenty of people in the comments chipping in, basically commenting about the lack of new product for the 3.5-inch scale, but that was literally the only thing that they actually announced during the stream. Now, following on from the live stream, Hasbro did some Q&A sessions with various fan sites, and the lack of reveals was brought up by some of those fan sites which Hasbro said, and I'm paraphrasing here, the numbers they were releasing was in direct response to market demand. Now, obviously, there's a, a huge, very vocal 3.75-inch scale collecting community out there that absolutely love the product. And they were all a bit like, well, this doesn't quite feel right. We, we definitely want more product. There's lots of us out there. And it did prompt um, a YouTuber Boss Bounty to write an open letter to Hasbro asking them to make more new vintage collection figures and asking collectors to share the letter using the hashtag BackTBC. This was similar uh, sort of hashtag to the Back the Barge campaign when they were trying to get the, um, the Katana Jabba Sail Barge launch for the Haslab. And then a few days later, Bantha Skull also published several articles in support of the vintage collection, and they were asking collectors to share using the hashtag FightForTVC. So a lot of this was basically around this year we've had next to no figures, new figures at all. Uh, there's only going to be three proper waves in 2020. Uh, there were no new figures until April. So it was a lot of, it very much felt like the vintage collection was being neglected by Hasbro, certainly in favour of things like the Black Series. Now, Fight for TVC and Back TVC campaign is not an attack on the Black Series. Just want to make that absolutely clear. Very much still like those products. They're a fantastic line in the Black Series, but it is very much about wanting more vintage collection products available. The, uh, the next bit was to actually say, well, right, well, we want this stuff. Let's show our numbers. Let's actually show that there is the support out there for the vintage collection. And so this led to a change.org petition asking the collecting community to come together and let Hasbro know exactly what we want. And that's more new vintage collection products and show that there really is definitely a market for the 3.5 inch scale. Overall, it's going really well so far. We've got 7,500 signatures proving very strong. We'd love to be able to get to 10,000 signatures. And hopefully, obviously, that's something that your listeners aren't aware of at the moment. It's something that we can bring that to their attention and we can get get the word out there a bit more. I think that kind of mostly sums up what the petition's about. And uh, yeah, we're looking, to, we're, we're hoping to really make a big thing of it. You, you just said there's only three waves coming this year and a lot of them are repacks. Mm-hmm. What kind of comparison numbers is it if you if you went back to three, four years ago and Vintage Collection was coming back? What, what kind of figures difference is it? I mean, the, the actual number of figures, it, the Vintage Collection is always a tough one to, to gauge with because back when it was first around in 2010 to 2012, we were kind of getting eight, nine waves a year. And certainly much bigger, bigger numbers of uh, figures coming out now appreciate that the the action figure collecting market has changed kids are more interested in computer games and what have you these days but it really does seem that they've scaled right back on it far far further than seems reasonable uh, on that side of things i think box bounty and Bantha skull have both gone into various different pieces as to why the vintage collection struggled on their various articles and what have you one of the reasons being when it was relaunched in 2018 it was a really poor first wave a lot of repacks there was only one new figure in that wave and it was very difficult for people to go in there and see the beautiful vintage collection card back right next to the same exactly the same figure but at a reduced price because walmart were trying to clearance them out and asda were trying to clearance them out so that instantly hurt the uh hurt the new line coming back now i don't don't think we're we're hoping for uh, ridiculous amounts of uh, figures each year but looking for something closer to the five or six waves a year would be nice just something to keep 
collectors engage because the the three waves a year just isn't going to be enough you're going to hasbro are going to start losing more and more collectors of the uh, of the line and it'll just eventually not become viable to produce at all but like i say about five or six waves would be would be a decent decent target Where's the easiest place that people can go to to sign a petition? Well, at the moment, rather than give you a, a random website address and what have you, if you go to at Toys Jedi on Twitter, my pinned post on there has all of the details you need for the, the signing the petition. It's got all the hashtags in there, uh, and a nice little video to make you make you smile as well uh, on that side of things. So at Toys Jedi on Twitter is the easiest place to get to. Failing that, uh, on BanthaSkull.com, they've got a banner as well, um, which has the Fight for TBC hashtag in the top there. Click on that and it'll take you through to, to all the... Um, the petition and what have you that you need to sign to go from there we will spread it on all of our social media so people can uh, find it that way as well thank you very much Stuart for for the time and uh, yeah like you say if you can share it wherever you can with those with the hashtags back TVC fight for TVC and save 375 that's all stuff that's really going to help raise awareness of, uh, of this petition and get it out there so that more people are aware of it brilliant thank you ever so much Chris thank you very much now gents have any of you boys seen this petition online? Have you signed it? I haven't signed it yet, no. But that's more just to do with time than not wanting to sign it. I kind of get where they're, where they're coming from with it, but I'm not sure that they're going to get the traction at the moment, especially with what's going on in the world. There's just lots too many. There's lots of free sculpts being released of figures that have already been released before and put on new packaging. It's just not a new, enough new stuff coming out for the three and three quarter inch collector. And they've been going, you know, 40 odd years and they've got two choices, haven't they really? Stop collecting or uh, start collecting six inch. Yeah, I think that that's half of the the problem. You know, these people have been in heavily into the vintage collection since when did it come out? Two thousand and ten was it? Two thousand eleven? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And he was kind of saying that you know over the years they've had like nine waves. This year there's six waves. The next wave out that was announced, which we're going to talk about later, one figure has been announced, which is a Luke Stormtrooper, which is a repack. It does seem to be that they've completely turned their attention to the Black Series and the six-inch figures, where where the three and three-quarter inch used to be the bread and butter, didn't it? And with no five POA lines, are we just looking at the end of three and three-quarter inch altogether? I think so. I think I think that's where it's got to. I think when you look at things like you know with Mattel with Master of the Universe, they that you know they have subscription services for people who can just sign up online and get a figure every every month or so and pay an annual subscription and that feels like that's the way it should go if they were to carry it on i just don't think there's enough enough market out there for anymore i mean when they did that first wave of vintage collection and you had i think it was the one with ray kylo ren and a few others when they relaunched vintage collection last year or maybe it was the year before now it's been going a little while they just seemed to hang around in, in forbidden planet for ages they were just there then they got reduced down and reduced down again and finally they they disappeared but they, they just weren't moving like they were used to like Dan says, the, the real sort of the modern day peg warmers, aren't they? It just doesn't seem to be shifting volume uh, enough for Hasbro to want to keep propping up the line. So uh, maybe the uh, subscription services, perhaps where they might go, the, the avenue they might travel down, I don't know. There's definitely uh, a demand for them. It's just, it's shrinking. I think that's probably the way I would describe it. You know, Hasbro Pulse is a really good platform already there to sort of catered for collectors and maybe using that a bit more. You know, at the minute it's big things, but it could be small things as well. That sail barge they did what removes out in Chicago, I think it just come out of just before and you build something that size and then can't populate it with any figures. It seems a bit a bit of a shame, doesn't it, to just stop doing three and three quarter inch. I mean that shouldn't be the only driver for doing it, but oh, surely if they're still building things in that scale they should they should try and carry it on. 
Yeah, it's it's why I bought the cheaper version of R two D two with his little uh, little bar set because the vintage collection one's really expensive. Because since the the sail barge came out, everybody wants him. Collectors went absolutely nuts for that sail barge thing, and when it was announced, they said, "Oh, they'll never sell that. It's it's, it's too expensive. It's too big. Nobody will sign up for it." And it sold out within minutes. It was it was an absolute uh, scramble to get one, and the secondary market. Uh, again, you know, it's absolutely mad. People desperate to get hold of it. So the demand is there. I just, I just don't think it's as. I just think the the, the business model for it is is probably got to alter, um, got to move with the times a bit more. There's there's a few people that are basically forming this petition. It, it started from a banforskull.com. So anybody that wants to do get involved, go over there. Everything's on there. But uh, they wrote an open. Um, I think it was boskbounty.com wrote an open letter to Hasbro and. I just said six ways. I'm actually wrong. So in this open letter, this is this is it. So this year, there is going to be 12 figures split into four waves plus two reissue fan channel waves. So that is the six waves in. But within these 12 figures, three are repacks, which leaves just nine new figures for a whole year. Hasbro's response to him is, I'm very confident that you guys will all be excited about what we're revealing in the next several months, even if the quantity isn't there. So it sounds like they're still going to put a few out, but not enough to to keep a... Uh, Keep the interest, you know, if you're a collector, 12 figures for a year. There's, there's not enough there for a collector to be interested in, surely. I mean, if you're, if you're into a line and you are looking to collect something, there needs to be more to go at than nine new figures over a 12-month period. That doesn't strike me as being sort of behind the line or certainly feels as though it's winding down again. So it'll be interesting to see how this petition will sort of gone a, a response from Hasbro so I haven't I haven't delved heavily into the vintage collection I've picked up the odd figure a bit the same with all their right even when they had the five POAs you I often look at it and think oh there's another Kylo Ren in this range and another Ray and a, the same sort of figures over and over again rather than not getting enough background characters I know they do release background characters but not enough and no I, I mean you look at what's a bit boring I was to say, you look at what they brought out for the sequel trilogy. Every wave was the same characters, and then towards the end, they might do an Akbar or something a little less with a little less screen presence. But it's, it's by then people had moved on to the next thing, and they were hard to come by. It's it's, it's a tough one. I mean, you look at what they did for the sequel trilogy, or sorry, the uh, the prequel trilogy. It was figure after figure after figure. I mean, I don't know how many figures they released for Revenge of the Sith, but I can't imagine there aren't many characters there that you can't you can't buy in plastic. But yeah, the, the sequel trilogy, well, you're right, it's Kylo Ren, Finn, Ray, Poe, and maybe an R2-D2 and a, and a BB-8, and that's about it. I think R2-D2 wasn't even released, I can't remember really seeing him much on cards lately. Well, if you if you want to back the campaign, which I think we all should back the campaign, you know, I think it is important to see three and three quarter inch figures still. Go and check out com. check out bossbounty.com, um, you can go and go on to Chris's uh, Twitter page at Toys Jedi, and they're asking for you if you if you get involved just to use the hashtags, uh, hashtag Bag TVC, hashtag Fight for TVC, and hashtag Save Three Seven Five. We will put the um the link to the petition in the bio for this show. So even if you're not a, a modern collector, still be good to get involved in the petition. <laughs> Dear the people of not only Great Britain, but the world, I come before you to discuss a not so particularly important matter during these pressing times, but I feel it is one that certainly must be discussed 
to some degree of importance. While our shelves have been completely replenished by our fabulous key workers in the retail sector who are working tirelessly around the clock to feed nations with the essential items the general public and of course I need. There is one, nay numerous items on my personal shopping list and what I can only assume are on many others that I personally have struggled to obtain not only during this, as stated, extremely pressing time, but throughout its return to the, um, uh, the uh, market those many moons ago. What I am, of course, talking about here is Star Wars The Vintage Collection in the more uh, specifically 3-3-4-inch uh, scale. While we all know distribution has greatly improved in obtaining these plastic pieces of merchandise that we all know and love, there is still a great amount of work that can and still should be done. First and foremost, the reduction in case size, the lack of character selection, and for some price point, these are all factors of which many have struggled to come to terms with in relation to the 334 inch scale. And while we understand, it is not through the lack of desire from the general public, or indeed I myself, which I am presenting to you this in no way as a filibuster in regards to current events, I assure you. But for what I have been told and what we that ultimately know as a people, as a fan base, if they do not be chicken and make a Jackson on vintage collection card, we shall come. As a friend in the States once adequately put, make Star Wars the vintage collection great again. To do this more simply, of course, you can sign the petition on change.org to get the message out there to Hasbro. And now I will be in my refrigerator taking no further questions during this time. Now, gents, looking at the, the five topics. Now, I think we all just mentioned in our purchases whether you've added a Black Series probe droid or a Disney Elite probe droid. Now, on the episode one of this, Black Series one had kind of been announced. We were excited about it. Even Mark got excited about it. Got the Empire Strikes Back logo back on it. And then last month, I think on the day of recording, Disney Elite had revealed their probe droid for release on Star Wars Day. Suddenly, we had got this figure, which had only had three or four versions in the past, two coming out back to back. Now, I think everyone's purchased at least one of them. I've got both of them in hand here. I'd like to close out the probe droid chat, which we've been chatting about for the last couple of months, and um, compare them and, and see what we both think of them as as what they were like in their packaging in hand and what they're like out of the packaging. First of all, let, let's go over to Mark, because you stated you weren't a, a modern lover, but then this figure gets revealed and you've bought it. So what was it that made you go towards modern collecting? And It, it wasn't necessarily... I decided, right, I'm going to start collecting modern stuff. Let's start with uh, the ProBot. It was just simply down to the fact that I love the ProBot figure. I love the design. I think it's a cracking design. It's really quite ominous. Loved the scenes with it in The Empire Strikes Back. It's great. So when they came out with that particular figure, knowing 
how good the Black Series, uh, how good the quality was, I thought, right, I've got to have one of those because it came on a little sort of snow base and a little clear rod, so it looked like it was hovering. The quality of it's just, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Now, bear in mind that I don't have a modern collection. I don't have sort of reams and reams of uh, shelves full of uh, modern figures. This is the first thing that I bought, and the reason why I bought it was I wanted to put it in my cabinet where I've got all my cinema tickets, premiere brochures, uh, cast and crew sort of promotional items from the original trilogy, and I've got it sitting next to my Empire Strikes Back bits, and it just sets it off really nicely. That said, there are a couple more figures in the Black Series that I, I, I quite like the idea of uh, getting maybe a Vader um, at some point. So, yeah, the, the, the Probot is definitely a, a bit of a sort of ignition. But yeah, I think it's a great figure. So what do we think about the, the two sets of packaging? Hey, Craig, you, you like Mark, you're, you're in design and stuff. You've got these two figures and both look incredible. I will say I, I think both packaging looks incredible. Can you take us through the packaging and kind of what you like and dislike about them? I got the Elite series. So the, the packaging for that is based on it. Well, it's the background of the the, the gantry on Bespin. So the big sort of cylindrical drop that, uh, that that Luke ends up falling into. That's that's kind of where they've taken the, the cue from. And it's what the Disney store have used across all of their kind of 40th Empire range. Uh, so, you know, thinking about it in context of the probe droid, it doesn't fit at all. <laughs> Because he wasn't anywhere near Bespin, but um, it works. It does. It does look good. I do like it. It's quite. It's very Star Warsy, and the sort of the good metal grey kind of sets it off nicely. I think there's a little bit of a blue kind of background drop to that. That's that's kind of got the Hoth scene, so they've, they've kind of brought that in. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm not taking this out of the packaging because I don't with my uh, Elite series. Um, but you can see it pretty much 360. You know, the, the tops clear, the sides are clear, and I think that. You know, part of the excitement of this purchase has been, is it going to arrive intact? Um, because every uh, every time kind of I've seen posts on, on social media, you know, it's 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 been a sense of relief that that it's turned up in the box and not been smashed to bits. Or there's lots of horror stories of Disney sending these out in boxes and they're rattling around and the acrylic, you know, the the clear uh, um, acrylic sheets in the front have cracked or they're dog-eared because they're so heavy. So packaging, I think, and, and, and mailing these things out has been a real uh, problem. Uh, and let's be honest, that's what packaging's for. You know, it's there to protect the product uh, first and foremost. So, um, yeah, that's I think that's been an issue for them, certainly with uh, with the uh, the Elite series. The Black series, I think it's just, you know, it, it's made beautiful by the inclusion of that Empire logo, isn't it? Mark, what, what do you think about the Black Series packaging? You you bought that and you said it was nice to see. I've got a recollection that you said that that Empire logo hasn't been seen too often over the years. No, it was the um, toy logo, wasn't it? It's the one that kind of came up with for uh, the toy range. So, uh, yeah, I don't recall it being on anything, really, uh, certainly in recent times. Um, and that is what sold the ProBot figure, uh, the Black Series one, uh, over the top of the Elite version was I, prefer, I actually like the packaging a tiny bit more. I think if they combine the two, you know, a bit of the Black Series and a bit of the Elite Series, I think it would have been an absolute, you know, perfection because I do like the shape of the Elite uh, one. But, uh, yeah, that, that logo, as far as I'm aware, that only appeared on a key ring uh, about two or three years ago. 
um, and that's the only time I've ever seen it being used before. So it was nice to see on the packaging. So yeah, it's good. It does look good, and obviously you haven't got the the back scene like in the Disney Elite. It's the uh, classic Black Series red, but uh, you can see the the snowy stand, can't you? Which sits at the back at the bottom. A great item. I, I, I like both packaging. As much as I like that Empire logo, it wasn't enough. I don't think it's enough to push it over the line. I think this is a much nicer presentation. It's limited edition. Uh, it's it's one off. I think it's pretty unique. I think if they had the shape of the Elite coupled up with the colours certainly for the outer bit of the black series with a nice big bowl logo right at the front of the box with the snowy back, uh, the, the sort of background from the elite, I think you would have the perfect packaging. So it's, it's elements of both. I preferred the black series, but only because of that logo. It's nice to hear you enjoying some packaging, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like me, is it, mate? No, it isn't. Uh, Craig? Yeah, yeah I, I'd, I'd go for the... Um... For the elite i think it it works well for for what it is i mean it really does look like it's floating in there um and the fact that it's got a clear top the light shines in highlights it nicely sits with all the other elite figures so yeah i i I'd, I'd go for that one so let's have a look at the actual items inside the boxes then and let's let's start with the um the black series version that one was the one that was released first now mark you're not you're you haven't kept it in the packaging you've got this on display like you've just said what do you love and what do you think could have been better there isn't anything really that i could say oh that that needed doing or that that could be done better. i think it's it's pretty much spot on maybe the base at the bottom could be a tiny bit wider uh, so it was a bit more stable it's it's, it's quite sort of small not as though you're going to be sort of bouncing up and around it and uh, trying to knock it off or anything like that it's it'll stay upright but it would have been nice with a just a slightly wider base just to make more of it i guess the actual figure and the paint application and, and everything the molding it's fantastic i absolutely love it i haven't got the elite one to to sort of compare the two so it'd be interesting to find out what you guys sort of make of the elite one and, and how you compare it next to the the black series well I, I had a little nose online about the black series and you're right it got nearly always positive reviews on there I think like the Disney Elite series, it looks like it's floating when it's on its pole. They said that the, the paint job was very good. It's got some nice scratches, some nice rust parts on it, which have made it look quite authentic. The only the only downside, which has come up a couple of times, was that only three of the arms had really been weathered, where the other two hadn't. But that was that was the only thing, really, that came up more than once. So generally, it's had a pretty good... Uh, reviews from from the community and i have read these on the black series groups who are all, all fans but it's it does seem to have been given a a top mark so i think the only other thing that that came up was the two antennas on the top of the head can be pulled pulled out quite far can't they but um they can't retract all the way down which the probe droid apparently could don't ask me on that because <laughs> i couldn't tell you so all good dan craig neither of you have got this have you yeah, I sold it already. <laughs> I decided when I got the elite, I um, I was to- I was I was having an iron web to keep both of them because I like that empire logo and kind of the history of that and it not being used for a while. But then I thought, you know what, I say quid back in the bank and uh, and I kept the elite. In, in terms of the figures themselves, I don't think there's. I mean, I didn't get the black series one out of its box, but it didn't. Looking at it, it didn't seem to be a lot between it. Uh, you mentioned the the antennas on top. The one on the Elite don't they don't retract at all. They they come separate in the box and you 
push them into the head of the of the probe droid. But other than that, I couldn't really tell you there was much difference other than the size and the weight of the Elite is is greater. You could probably knock someone out with this if they tried to come into your house. <laughs> I haven't got the Disney Elite out of the box, but I did read online that once you've actually plugged the antennas into the head, yeah. you can't remove them. Shall I try and pull it out? <laughs> Don't break it, but that is what I've read. So whether that's... Yeah, they are pretty snug in there. Yeah, I wouldn't want to... But that's fine. I'm not planning on putting it back in the box, to be honest with you. It's such a good... I mean, I've got I've got a lot of... I haven't got any hot toys or anything like that, but I've got, you know, some nice bits and pieces covered by Kia, and I've got that hyper-real Vader. I think I sent you the, the photo, Stu, and it's in the cabinet with, with those, and you wouldn't know that it was a, you know, a £30 elite from the Disney store. It looks that good. It really is. I'm really pleased with it. I think out of all the things I've bought this year, it's pretty smart. I suppose if I had a concern, the legs, I think we spoke about the Grievous Elite series on the on the last episode. Craig mentioned it and the spindly legs can come loose with the, the die cast metal. And I imagine if you fiddled around with these too much, they would, uh, I mean, they hold position now pretty much. But I think if you played around with them too much, they would uh, they'd go a bit floppy. The, the other thing that people are saying is the stand cannot be removed from where it where it attaches to the to the probe droid. Is that? Uh, I've not tried to pull it out. It looks. Can you give yeah, yours feels... a really really hard <laughs> yank? Because you're the only one that's got it out of the box. No, it comes off. I've pulled it off. How does it? Yeah, it's come out. Never get that back in because it said it's impossible. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's back in. I put it back on the stand. It's perfect. You're so yeah, that, whoever wrote over. that is talking uh, a load of rubbish. They need to. Uh, they need to try pull a bit harder. It looks slightly slightly larger than the Black Series. Or is that just the way they're packed? It's a lot bigger. I'd say it was probably a third of the size bigger. First, the first thing you notice about it when you get it out is just, you know, as, as Dan said, just how heavy it is. It's just a big chunk of metal. You wouldn't want that falling from the top shelf of, uh, of your cabinet and wiping out half your collection. But it's, uh, I mean, it's a Troid and it's, you can't, what, what better material to make it out of than metal? You know, it, it looks the real deal. It's just shrunk down. What do you think about the um, the bases? Because the Black Series came on a on a snowy stand, where this one is on a black a black stand with Star Wars written on it. I mean, it doesn't offend me. It's not like there's any precedent set in the Elite Series to have pseudo-diorama-style sort of bases and things. So uh, it's not something I would look at and go, I've been shortchanged. The only thing I'd add is, if I could add anything at all, is add sound. I loved the, the sound that that droid made as he was travelling across the snowy wastelands. It was just quite distinctive. The, the stand is, I mean, obviously, I don't know how many of you have taken the, the Elites out of the box, but it is pretty much the standard stand that you get with an Elite. The only difference with this one is they have weathered it. So where the, it's kind of on the actual figure itself, it's got all of the, the chips and the dents in there. You can see kind of the grey under the under the metal grey they've they've done the same to the stand so they have tried a little i'll tell you what i i noticed which i was quite surprised so the black series has got an age limit of four and up on it and the disney elite is three and up although the disney elite comes with a small part it's metal (laughs) um i was quite surprised that 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 one i could give to my little girl right now where the other one i couldn't i would have thought that the metal one had more bits that could harm a child than the plastic one but so you probably wouldn't be it's probably because they can't pick it up it's too heavy for a three-year-old to pick it up. <laughs> well to be fair I, I had a good look online and both were reviewed really well they both look stunning so whatever people choose to go with in my opinion they've got themselves a, a great great item i've got both and i will keep both i think they look both look amazing that did kind of spur me to ask you boys to have a little look at any other probe droids now 
there hasn't been a great deal of probe droids over the years. There's actually three other ones there. I'm not going to include that probe droid that came from the Phantom Menace because to me that's not not this item. But I'm going to ask each one of you just to uh, give us a little overview. So I'm going to come to you first, Mark, with the 1980 release and what you thought of that as a as a probe droid back in the day and um, how it uh, measures up in this day and age. I know it's a completely different kind of concept. I have to say that along with things like the snow speeder, the twin pods and the probot playset, the actual sort of gun turret, it's one of the things that I think was closest to uh, what was actually in the film in terms of scale and detail. I absolutely loved it. A friend of mine had it uh, back in the day and I was so envious of this playset uh, because it got the it got the probot but it also got the um, the tower with it as well, the, the turret. I just thought it was fantastic. Uh, it was a shame, really, that the stand was fixed to the actual playset. So you couldn't sort of take it away and have it propped up somewhere else. Um, and you were left with this white stick sticking out the at the base. That, 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 that wasn't very well thought through. But in terms of the actual figure of the Probot, I, I think it's easily the best one of, of the bunch outside of these last two releases, without shadow of a doubt. It was nice that... You had the full rotating head still back in 1980. The legs were on ball joints. You could position them, couldn't you? So it, it wasn't just a... Absolutely cracking figure. And many is the time where I thought, uh, what I'm going to do when I've threatened to do this is do a box like the Hothwomper, uh, the, you know, the, the, the toy Hothwomper, and do it for the uh, Probot. So stick a loose Probot in there and make it look like a Palatoy Probot figure. So you could buy it on its own. Uh, I think that would look quite cool. Joe, I've, I've never owned the Turret and Probot playset. <gasps> oh, Stu, mate, you're missing out. I've, I've had a couple of Probots come through in, in job lots on their own. I do like it. I always think it, when I was first got back into collecting, I always thought that the Turret and the Probot looked out of scale to each other. I think they're spot on because those turrets are, are quite small. They're not huge things at all. If you look at the size of the door compared to where the rebel soldiers in some of the um, promotional shots of Empire Strikes Back, they, they are relatively small things. They're not huge. And also, I just think it looks great on display. It's a really good playset to put on display. You can make a really good sort of um, diorama with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite tempted. But the problem is, if I know if I buy that, then I've got a probot focus, haven't I? I <laughs> that's it. Three, that's it. I've got the three. I'm going to have to go buy the other two. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps you could source me a, a Palatoy one, Mark, okay? A little uh, project for you if you're on your travels, if you come up with one. So let's go over to Craig then to look at, so the 1997 release in the Power of the Force series. I, I remember this one back in the day, and it was quite hard to get hold of, if I remember correctly. But it, re I mean, the, the the way this was packed, you know, and it was packed alongside, um, I think they did the radar laser cam, didn't they? And they did those crazy sort of, smuggler lifting backpack sort of thing and they were all kind of around the similar similar time so they were on that kind of power of the force 2 card with the the green lightsaber flash through it and uh, and it really really did the probot a disservice it just looks terrible they they obviously couldn't fit it all in so they had to put it pack it in two halves so it was his head was on, on one side and his body on the other and then you know as Hasbro liked to do some big bright orange firing missile nonsense <laughs> that they added in as well so it's a shame because i think once it was out the the, the the packet and 
and can on display it was it was quite sort of serviceable as a you know update to um to, to the, the the one that had gone before from the 80s but yeah it just ugly buggly thing man it was it was pretty poor only three legs as well wasn't it yeah i think it was yeah so a kind of bit of artistic license probably couldn't fit it in the packet it's really why they lost a leg they had the um the head came off didn't it they had the exploding action didn't it but you're right the orange missiles were shot out which Seemed to be a seemed to be a fun thing that they introduced in Power of the Force, didn't they? We had it with R five D four as well, coming apart, yeah, shooting a missile out, and you're like, yeah, I, I totally missed that part. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would have said perhaps the weakest of the line. Yeah, when you see them in a row. Yeah, but that brings us on. So nothing from 1997. You got the 1980, 1997, and then 2017. We get it in the last Jedi run, and then obviously these two. So three in the last three years, and two in the previous 30 years, whatever it is. So Dan, I'm pretty sure you would have bought one of these. This probe droid was in the last Jedi collection. Came with a Darth Vader figure. Why would I buy that? <laughs> well, I I did. <laughs> what do you think about this? I haven't seen it. I've, I've only seen it really in the package, like in person in the packaging. So I haven't seen it out. But it looks, it, well, it looks a lot better than, than the one <laughs> that Craig was talking about. It looks a lot more to scale. It looks, I mean, more in line if you were to hold it up against what we're getting today in six inch scale. It's a lot more in, in terms of the quality of the sculpt. It's a lot, a lot closer to that. It's amazing that, they've, that it took them that long to come back to it and, and, and create a decent sculpt. I think the what? one that Craig was just talking about was released three times through the noughties <laughs> to me this the stand on this is a is a good thing and what i would also say is this was the first time that you kind of had a bit of bit of weathering a bit of scratching and that kind of making it look a little bit more realistic to it i did get it out of the packet and i've probably still got it somewhere but i found all the the legs were a little bit bit flimsy and easily bent um like a few things that came out especially in the force awakens i can remember the poe dameron's x-wing getting some bad press because always the the missiles were always bent the cannons were bent yeah yeah and i found this a bit bit like that my legs were a bit like that on on this yeah it's not it's not too bad and like greg said i I think if you had all five in a row they'd look great so i know mark's a focus collector and i hope he goes down the run (laughs) of them mark 1980 better than your uh, black series uh no well it depends on what you i mean I'm a, vintage, I, I'm a vintage collector. I'm a vintage collector, and if I had to make the ultimate choice, I would all I would go for the vintage one. But as a lover of that particular character out of Star Wars, that design, then the Black Series wins over, obviously, because it, it's more aesthetically pleasing. So I like them for different reasons. Well, the uh, the two new ones, I think, are a big, big thumbs up right away across all four of us here so um i think it's the first time we've actually done that with packaging and everything it's uh there's a lot of love here for the uh probot so get yourselves involved before they sell out because the disney elite is a limited release and obviously the black series stuff is some of them i do become hard to find and i'm pretty sure that is going to be one of them the elite series is sold out is it gone mate i think it was gone within like two days chewie an imperial robot is searching for the rebel base it's Kenner's turret and probot playset. You have to put it together. Let's check it out, Chewbacca. <laughs> Keep me covered with our laser cannon. Action figures each sold separately. You can move Han Solo with the action lever and knock out the probot. We got him, Chewie! Yay! But now they know where we are. Turret and probot playset from Kenner's Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection. Action figures each sold separately. Right, well, let's move on to topic two. 
and I didn't see this coming. I didn't realise this was in the making of happening, but the Black Series have changed their packaging. And I'm on some Black Series groups, and uh, some people are quite disgruntled by it. But this is the second change. Obviously, we had the original packaging. Uh, Dan's going to take us through the evolution of the packaging in a minute. But they've gone over to these... How would you describe it? They're kind of like... Like a montage on the spine. Would you call it a yeah. montage? I could describe it quite accurately. Go on. It's like the Mr. Man Library. You are right, yes. They make up a big picture. <laughs> Spelling Roger Hargreaves down the side. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great analogy. Now, in 2018, I decided I was going to buy the Black Series. And in the space of about three months, I bought about 60 or 70 of them. And I had them all lined up on the top shelf in my office. And it was just a sea of red. Couldn't see the figures. And I sat there one day and I thought, what are you doing, Stuart? So I got them all down and sold them all. But this is a bit different. I think they look nice because now the side of the side of the box has now got an image of the character. And I don't think all the runs click right together, do they? But, for example, I've put a picture of the Rebel set on the show notes with Zeb, Chopper, Ezra, Kanan, Hera, Sabine and Ahsoka. And when all together, their picture creates like a montage, like Craig's just said. So I, I think they look quite smart, but then I'm not deep in Black Series. So first of all, before we get into talking about the change and the uh, ins and outs of it, Dan, can you take us through that evolution of the packaging? Because yeah, this can. is the first change. So yeah, so I think the Black Series started back in, I think it was 2013, and the the, the boxes came out in, as you'd imagine, a black box, and um, but they they're known as the the orange stripe. Um, so it's kind of like the lighting inside the Death Star, that that kind of strip lighting effect where you've kind of got a, a pill shape and then a dot and then a pill shape and a, with an orange stripe. And I think they released about a dozen figures in that packaging. Um, the first few waves, so you had the first wave that had, I think it had a, a Luke and R2, a Darth Maul and a Sand Trooper. And then a subsequent wave, I think there was a Boba Fett in there, a Slave Leia, Greedo, Han. And then I think after that wave, that's when they moved to the Blue Stripes. And they did a few more waves in that. And then in 2015, that's when they, they kicked off for the Force Awakens or for the Force Friday. They kicked off the what probably most people are familiar with, with the the kind of what you were talking about, Stu, with the, the, the red spines. They, and they restarted the number into number one. And that's gone all the way through to today. And they got up to 100 and something, maybe just around 100 hovering around that number. And then, um, yeah, just recently they've um, announced this this new packaging. So in terms of the packaging overall, I think the size and the dimensions of the box have always remained fairly uniform. So even if you were moving through the orange line, the blue line into the red, the red spine, you could probably have them all side by side and there wouldn't be any noticeable difference other than that. That block of red you'd have on your on your shelf, you'd be able to tell where one wave started and, a, and another started, ended and another started, sorry. So yeah, there hasn't been a huge amount of change. Even the, the stylistic drawings they've got on the back, they, they, they've kind of carried all the way through. I think on the, on the earlier waves, it was a, a smaller picture on the front inside of a circle, almost like a coin. And then the reverse would have the full graphic of that in terms of the, uh, the character and a little bit of a bio on them. Um, and they, they moved more towards moving that image, that larger image that was on the back of the earlier packaging to the front. So it was, it was a, a little bit more um, present on the on the uh, on the front of the packaging. So yeah, there isn't. It's a black box at the end of the day. There's not a lot much more to say than that. And um, but these new boxes are interesting. I think they're um, they're a different shape. I think the the sides are angled out rather than it being a, a flat spine. So where you can see in the photographs that the, the five or six pictures connecting together, I think you've actually got to angle the the boxes to get that that image lined up. It's not a case of just slotting them in like books on a shelf. Oh really? I didn't realise that. So that's going to be. Yeah. Sp- 
space. It takes some space up, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's what people. I mean, until people start getting them in hand, I, 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 I don't, they haven't really come out yet and said a reason for it. There is. They've made quite a big um, hoo-ha in the press about reducing toy packaging, and some of the the images I've seen, it looks like the actual the, the tray that the, the figure sits in is going to be made of card as well instead of plastic. So it'd be interesting to see how that all all plays out in terms of what collectors think, because it might look a little bit different to the rest of what we've been used to getting recently. Interesting. Mark and Craig, you you are both in packaging. Now, I just said about the Rebel set, which is all purple. But if you go through those, you've got the Mandalorian, which is orange, striped at the front, with bottom of the pictures is orange. You've got Star Wars, the Clone Wars is yellow, Return of the Jedi green, Empire Strikes Black blue. There's no uh, original Star Wars film or prequels at this point. So it does look like each movie is going to continue. So you could just collect, like, for example, Daniel, you're a big ESB lover. You could just collect the, the ESB stuff. We've got Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker in a snowspeeder outfit at the moment connecting. What do you boys think of this as a as a new layout for the boxes? Fantastic. Honestly, it fills me with such joy to see a company actually take some time out and come up with some packaging that actually looks decent. And there's some thought gone into it, and it will look good on a shelf. They've actually, from where I'm sitting, I think they've actually taken on board that collectors, when they buy this stuff and they put it on display, it has to look good. And this was my main problem with the original Black Series, was that that box art, it was just so dull. There was nothing to it. There was no, even the illustration wasn't very good. Well, it was good, but it just didn't fit the the product and i think what they've done with this new concept for the packaging this new uh, packaging line honestly i think it's great i mean obviously these are adult a lot of these are adult collectors they're looking for something with um just a bit of finesse and i think this is what this packaging brings to the table i think the illustrations look fabulous the coloring how they've used a sort of monotone image bleeding into a, a color I think that's a cracking idea, and, and they, they will look fantastic on a shelf. Really, really good. I'm, I'm really impressed. Tempted? Sort of, yeah. I can see myself buying maybe three or four of these for, for Zach, my lad. Certainly the Rebels ones, because I know he loves Rebels, uh, and maybe even a few of the Mandalorian ones. So <laughs> you never know. Me and Zach might be uh, starting a Black Series one with this new packaging. I like, I like the, uh, the Jedi green as very indoor. And um, I do wonder whether Craig will need a second TiVo, <laughs> one one for the box run. You can, you can, <laughs> never, you can never have enough TiVos. No. no. Particularly <laughs> when I get my paint out and I start painting them different colours. <laughs> you like the packaging as well, Craig? Yeah, I, I think just, you know, to go back to the to the Black Series when it first came out, I remember thinking, wow, that's really kind of refreshing. It was the first time I remember sort of seeing any Star Wars product aimed at that kind of slightly more mature audience and at the time it really it really did stand out but i think it got boring really quickly that was its problem looking at this new stuff you know it's it's, it's black series they've had to kind of keep the black in there so that this this little color wash is nice it's really kind of a a, a nice development i think you just you just know that the word banded around the boardroom would have been premium you know that that's what they were going for these things aren't cheap and you know a, a black box yeah, yeah. And, and he did have spot UV on it, and there were some nice touches, they were quite subtle, but but these look more the money, if you like. I, I can see why it might tweak, you know, collectors' OCD, because they don't all match, and if you want to put your figures in groupings, 
that's kind of out of question now. You're going to have to put these in the way that they're intended. And I would imagine just looking at the um, the Mandalorian one there, if you just bought the the, uh, the Stormtrooper, it, it would irritate me that there was just this random arm coming in. <laughs> so, and that that's not the case on, on on all of them, but on that one, it's particularly sort of noticeable that there's an, there's something missing. And that's the problem, I think, as well, because if they've released the Stormtrooper in Mandalorian packaging, they're going to release one in Star Wars, Empire and Jedi. Mm. They're going to release one in Rebels. You're going to end up with five different Stormtroopers all with different spines just to keep your collage going. <laughs> Hasbro are not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the front of the box looks like it's angled off, doesn't it, on the other side? This is a problem. You can't really see it. But yeah. Dan, when you were reading up on it, have they done away with the numbers, or are they on the other side of the box? So each 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 sequence. So your Empire, but you'd have I imagine the Vader's one, the Luke Jed, the Luke Snowspeeder's two, and then the, the Rebels will be one, two, three, four. So they've numbered each each line of characters. So there isn't one one set of numbers. There's probably four or five different for each run of figures. So they've gone back to one and two then. Well, more than, if there's five different runs here, then there's five number ones. They haven't reset the whole line back and, and counting it consecutively through the figures and waves anymore. It's it's, it's per run. So well, if we you have, just wanted to we haven't seen Empire. Star Wars here, have we? We Not haven't yet. seen any of the sequels and we haven't nope. seen any of the prequels. So nope. there could be a, a, a lot of lines coming. But I like that because if you do, if you are just an OT collector, you can just concentrate on those and not feel like you've got to have a, you know, I've seen images online of people who collected all 100 Black Series characters and you've got shelves of red spines with numbers on them, but it doesn't really say very much, does it? It's just randomly mixed together characters and across all across all of the saga. But this gives it a little bit more distinction, I think. Quite tempted, especially by the Empire stuff. It's a nice image on the side to start with, isn't it? And the Rebel set looks amazing, I think. I was quite taken by that. I wonder whether they'll make bring any more Rebels out. I know you're saying about Stormtrooper and you've got the Inquisitor and you've got um, Thrawn and stuff, but people have been crying out for a Zeb because Zeb was missing, wasn't it, from the six-inch line? Yeah. I wonder whether they'll just release that as they've released so many in one hit, whether yeah. that will be the, uh, the run done. Because Rebels isn't no longer on the telly. I know it's on Disney Plus and whatnot, but maybe they're just saying, right, let's release the crew and we'll call that it. We'll see. But, um, I mean, there's yeah. there's plenty to go. There's lots of villains to go after. You know, you've got Maul in there as well. Vader's been in there. So uh, Callus, yeah, you've got, uh, yeah, certainly has been a few. But... And given how popular the Rebels line, everyone went nuts for that, didn't they? I mean, well, I was reading online people, that was what everyone seemed to go crazy for. So if it's proved popular enough. You wouldn't see why they wouldn't do those. Yeah, well, Mark, for Rebels, who doesn't even like modern toys, mate. His, his in. <laughs> I, I, I'm already on eBay looking at them, mate. I'll put them in my basket as we speak. So I know Craig just touched on it. There has been people moaning, oh, I collect the black and red boxes. Does it really make that much difference when they change that? Is it really a problem? I think the fact that they've changed it a couple of times already, or they've t- tweaked it, people need to probably get a grip. I mean, it used to annoy me when I used to buy DVDs and you'd start buying a, a series of DVDs and then they'd change them halfway through and start, you know, drop drop the card covers or change the jewel case or whatever. So I kind of get it. Uh, you know, you, as collectors, we like things to look nice on the shelf. But I, I think, you know, part of the fun also collecting is, you know, it's diverse and it does change and you, you do need that visual interest. I mean, I, I've seen, <laughs> like you, I've seen the, 
the, the photos of people with just these shelves of red with numbers on. And you just think, well, yeah, if that's what floats your boat, great. But it's not, not for me. There's been so many of them as well, you know. Like I said, I, I, I bought them, but I was still missing 4050. That was two years ago. So God knows how many there are now. But it just dominates the whole area. And you're just kind of like, and some of the early sculpts, they weren't that great. That they've, they've they've improved vastly mm-hmm. over the over the years since Force Awakens. You know, Poe Dameron in that two pack. I can't think it was packed with. See, Pat of a stormtrooper, Dan. There's a two pack of him early on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was that. Yes, yeah. It is shocking. His face is shocking in that two pack. But you've also had them on the card backs, haven't you? The anniversary issues, and then there was, was the archive. Did they, did they do those? They, were sort they of, released yeah, some right. of the popular figures. But you yeah. look at. I think, I think the the early when Black Series originally came out, they said these each figure would be the ultimate figure, and it would be packed with all the accessories that you'd ever need for it. So like Han Solo, he had like hands with gloves, hands without gloves, two or three different guns. You could do this, and that, and, and that was meant to be the ultimate original Han Solo. But I think that kind of feelings gone away as as the lines progress and now they're almost trying to milk it so you but you look at that original boba fett sculpt and we i know we've we've kind of hit on the 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 carbonized one and this and that that's come out but it's the same sculpt from seven years ago they're still using so that they it feels like at the start there was that intention to have really really good sculpts but I suppose with the Disney acquisition and the speed at which everything happened, some of it just got churned out probably faster than it should have. Well, most of those, most of Rebel set, Rebel sets are just repacks, aren't they? You know, um, after yeah, new faces, figure, it looks exactly the same. It's uh, they're half made for them already, aren't they? I kind of get getting disgruntled when when something changes and it's not a significant change or it doesn't improve it. But if I was a Black Series and I did have all those reds, that's great. I've got them, but they've just upped the ante to me on the packaging. They look better, and your next run. It's going to be much better. I don't know mm. whether it is the fact that they're just going to release a lot of the same characters again, though. Maybe that will um, would be an annoyance. But I mean, um, that, Ezra, that Ezra character, the the Ezra um, Black Series figure, is, is one of the most probably well up until a couple of weeks ago was probably one of the most expensive you could you could buy in terms of the general release chop ball items it was like it was going for like 90 to 100 pounds it was that hard to get hold of they just didn't make enough of them at the time i you know suppose they didn't think it was going to be that popular but it, it is a way for people to get into it as well so you know by resetting the resetting the numbers if you're just starting out it's not like you've got to go back to number one and, and collect all that that backlog and and some of the harder to get figures and pay through the nose for them so for the newer collectors it's a it's a relief i imagine i think we all think that's a, a thumbs up as well and Mark has, so far, we've got through two topics and his thumbs up on packaging <laughs> both times. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I really hate you, Mark. I really hate you. You're making me buy stuff I don't want to buy. <laughs> Are you buying them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to topic three, and we're kind of staying on the Black Series lines because, uh, Mark, you alluded in the intro that you've got yourself on order the Black Series Boba Fett helmet. So what's attracted you down that line? I I very nearly bought the Stormtrooper when that came out. And then I remember going down to see one of the premier, one of the uh, cast and crew screenings of Solo. Me and a chap that I went with, we went into Forbidden Planet and they got the, the... whole row of vaders and i was sorely tempted to buy one then and i thought oh, i don't really want to get into this buying these helmets because they're quite big and bulky and they take up a lot of room and i've only got so much space and i thought oh if they buy if they do a fat maybe i'll buy a fat anyway 
course, they bought the bought the fet out, and it does look fantastic. I really, really love it. I had some birthday money, and I had a couple of Amazon vouchers, and I thought, sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna have one. So uh, I managed to get one for a reasonable price, and I'm just waiting for it to be delivered at the moment. According to a lot of uh, YouTube reviews and online reviews, for the money, I think it's fantastic, absolutely cracking uh, sort of display piece. Having a Boba Fett, a really good Boba Fett helmet on display is surely the, is the pinnacle of anybody's uh, vintage collections, especially fans of the original trilogy. They do look nice, and uh, it is a, it is a good a good line. Now, Dan, you you have actually got this helmet in hand. Can you describe it? So it takes one AAA battery, and it goes um, just underneath where the viewfinder meets the helmet. And you press the button on the side of the helmet, the viewfinder flips down, and there's some flashing lights on the end of that. That's the uh, the extent of the electronics in it. So it's, it's a be- it is really good. I've just spun around in my chair to look at it now. I mean, the weathering on it is is amazing. You know, if you get up close, you can see it's you know artificial but from a distance it it looks like it's been you know kicked around for 50 years it looks it looks really really i suppose screen accurate is the only way to describe it it's yeah it's it's fantastic you wouldn't you would you would you could you could get away with passing it in as a cosplayer i think you could walk around a, a convention and people would think you're a you're you're a professional mando yeah, yeah that's it's nice yeah it's really good really good the only thing i would say about it is inside i mean i've got quite a big head as you probably know and um, I have to take the uh, the inside of it out, the bit that's meant to kind of lock onto your head and just put my head into the whole helmet. <laughs> it just clips out though on the inside, so you can just put your head in, inside of it. But yeah, it's nice. I and mean, you can see out of it well. It's got good vision when you're wearing it. I have bought it more as a display piece, although when Harrison saw it, he, he popped it on and wandered off of it and it stayed in his bedroom for a couple of days, which I was a little bit worried about, but he looked after it, bless him. So it sounds good. Now, a lot of people do customise them. Now, now, Craig, you've already told us you're going to paint your Tebow. Would you take one of these and weather it up and make a few changes to it? Yeah, yeah. For the for the price of what they are, you know, I could. I, I think you could quite happily do that without sort of feeling t- too bad that you were, uh, you know, destroying a, a high grade collectible. And and they're doing it themselves, aren't they? I mean, they, the stormtrooper variants that um, that they've got going on, you know, are are kind of their own customizations of their own products, aren't they? They're not something that I would, you know, go and go and buy. They take up a lot of room, and I, I don't have a lot of room. They're not, they're nice. I, I like them from a distance. I think one, I own one helmet in, in the entire collection, and it's a it's one of the Don Post Vaders from the the nineties, where they they were given the the Empire helmet to take a to take a mold from. It's just stunning, you know, that you can see the fingerprints of whoever made the original on the inside. It's just the definitive Vader helmet, really. Um, so I don't feel any need to kind of add to that. It's, it's it's a showstopper in its own right. But you know, like I say, I like these. They're they're, they're good. I was aware of what one, two, three, four, about five of them, but not including the, the so there's there's ten ten of these helmets. Now one of them's only just been announced, which we will discuss in the next uh, topic. But Mark, could you just run us through the other nine that have uh, that have come out? Um, yeah. So we've got Kylo Ren, uh, Kylo Ren helmet, uh, Stormtrooper, Rogue One. Uh, Shadow Trooper, which was an Amazon exclusive. Uh, Poe Dameron pilot helmet, which uh, seemed to not sell quite as well as the others. Darth Vader, uh, Imperial Shock Trooper, which I think was the one with the uh, red uh, graphics on. Uh, That was um, from Star Wars Battlefront uh, and a GameStop exclusive. 
Uh, Luke Skywalker X-Wing helmet, which was really good. Lovely interior detail to that one. Incinerator Stormtrooper. Actually, no, that was the one with the red graphics, wasn't it? Incinerator Stormtrooper, Boba Fett, and Boba Fett Prototype, which is the white one. So, quite a line-up there. And like you just said, the Poe Dameron one didn't do anything for me when I saw that. It was kind of like, I'd rather have seen um, Anakin's little uh, little hell hat for a... <laughs> Is it a bike? The pod race, yeah. <laughs> yeah with, what about oh, um, an indoor trooper helmet? I mean, that'd look quite cool, wouldn't that it? That would look good, wouldn't it? I've got um I've got an Emperor's Royal Guard helmet, which I absolutely love. It's bloody long. So I have to be really careful where I display it. That would look great. That's another great helmet. There's loads of good helmets, isn't there? Biker Scout. This wasn't even a question we were going to discuss. But a biker scout helmet would be amazing. Oh, that would be fantastic, yeah, definitely. The, the one helmet that I do, the one sort of trooper, the one Imperial they've come up with in recent times, well, there's two actually, Scarif Trooper, that would make a good one. Yes, nice. Look, I love that design. And also the Patrol Trooper from Solo, you know, the guy at the, on the bike at the beginning, that was a cracking uh, mm. That was really, really nice design. I'd like to see that as well. Um, so there's plenty to go at. Definitely, definitely going to be uh, looking at maybe uh, adding a couple more to the FET um, once, I've, once I've actually got hold of it. And, um, yeah, I'll tell you what my thoughts are when it lands. The Vader one is, is good, Mark. If you haven't got a Vader mask, get that. I, I'm, I'm sorely tempted. I've been looking at the Vader. There's been a few pop-up on eBay for about, normally about 150, aren't they, they going for between 100 and 150? Yeah, they go up. and Some of these helmets are going up and up. The Kylo Ren one is like two, over 200 pounds now. That yeah. Darth Vader one, they got that for 50 quid last year. So you have to kind of get them while they're still in the shops. But after that, they tend to ramp up. Yeah. I'm definitely looking at getting a Vader and a Stormtrooper at some point. The Vader one, when you take the, you obviously take the top part of the helmet off, but when you take the actual mask, it's like the the pressurised. There's a sound effect when you like pull pull the mask away when like when Luke takes Vader's mask off in the movie. That's it's really good. That's it. I'm sold. <laughs> I think the modern the modern round table is not doing you any good, Mark. <laughs> Soon, this is just going to be uh, Mark's modern thread, isn't it? Yeah, and there's a little yeah. button on the side. You press it, and you can kick off the breathing. That it does make that one does make sound effects, unlike the FET one. Do they do Black Series lightsabers as well? Yep. Yeah, they're not cheap either. Do you know what? This this is a very positive show tonight. A, a big thumbs up for the helmets as well. Now, Craig, I probably gave you the worst job in the whole of the show notes. Was to just go and see what the secondary market was like on these. Now I know they've just been talking Vader. It was a rabbit hole. It really was. I, I thought it'd be just a question of going like typing Black Series helmets, look at complete and sold listings, and just <laughs> screen grabbing it. But the more I got into it, it, they they seem to vary massively. I mean, I think there's stuff that that sneaks through, whether it's um, bad badly listed or you know people put it on a buy it now too too low. But the, you know, there's stuff gone as cheap as thirty quid in the last three months. So the but, Poe Dameron one went for 30 quid, a Kylo Ren went for 35 quid. But they're, I think they're more the exceptions than the, than the rules, and they tend to not have boxes, and they may, might be a bit played with, I don't know. And then at the other end, there was, a, there was a Kylo Ren one that, according to eBay, sold for £498. I looked at it, I thought, was it signed? <laughs> What's special about it? And I couldn't see anything, but, you know, the, the, uh, the amount was green, so... Uh, you know, assume it was sold, but most of them sort of sit around kind of between 100 and 200 quid, sort of as a, as, a, as an average. Um, some some kind of peak a bit more than others, and some are a little bit more kind of US skewed in terms of availability, like the GameStop exclusives and th- things like that. But yeah, they, 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 the prices seem to be 
quite varied, really. I think if you sh- if you were shopping around, you might get a bargain. Well, there you go, Mark. So hold fire and uh, be patient. Do you actually want to point out something, actually? When I was looking at the reviews for the Boba Fett helmet, a lot of people were making the comparison between the EFX Boba mm-hmm. Fett helmet, which I thought was a bit unfair because they're two different things, really. Um, EFX was meant to be a, a sort of premium collector piece, whereas the, the Black Series are a bit more mass market on a, on a sort of produced on a much bigger scale. The EFX one is is cost an awful lot of money and yet you can pick up a Boba Fat one for about a hundred pound off Amazon at the moment uh, so yeah I think it's a bit of an unfair comparison it depends on what you're buying for if you want something that is just going to look half decent on a shelf then the Black Series one is is, is definitely the one you, you want because it's not a lot of money if you're wanting something uh, a bit more elaborate and a bit more detailed then the EFX one is probably the one you're going to want to buy the EFX one doesn't come with an interior Black Series one does. When we were at Celebration, not, not Chicago, in, in London, um, I bought the EFX Stormtrooper helmet, and I've still got that now, and it's on the shelf next to my Black Series Vader and Boba Fett, and you wouldn't know, if it's, you'd probably assume they're all Black Series, then a premium piece, but in terms of quality, of it doesn't look, there's nothing really that make it stand out and look any cheaper or more expensive than, than the others. I think I had the EFX Stormtrooper one. In fact, I did have, in fact, I've had two. And it's one of those things that once you get in hand and you can look at, you can see that it's quite actually it's quite a cheap thing really, but you can elaborate, you can actually customise them and, and, and sort of up the detail, like change the lenses, the uh, the vent pieces and, and stuff like that, and you can tweak them and get them looking a bit more sort of detailed and a bit more mm. sort of cosplay standard, shall we say, like five yeah. standard. Craig, are the, the exclusives when you were looking, are they far harder to come by? I think going by the numbers, so the amount that they, they, they cropped up, they, they cropped up a, a little bit less. But they're still readily available. You can, you can buy them. I, I wonder whether they were made in as, as great a numbers or whether they were as popular, because they are quite niche, aren't they? You know, comparing a, something that was in Battlefront 2 versus a, your classic Stormtrooper, I would imagine that most people would gravitate towards. Another, another thumbs up, another uh, line for Mark to get involved in. Seems to be the, uh, the going trend tonight. Now, Princess Vespa, at last we are alone. Oh, no, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, leave me alone. Yet, I find you strangely attractive. Of course you do. Druish princesses are often attracted to money and power, and I have both, and you know it. Oh, leave me alone. No, kiss me. No, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, yes. Oh, 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 your helmet is so big. Lord, help me, what? You need it on the bridge, sir. Knock on my door! Knock next time! Yes, sir. Did you see anything? No, sir. I didn't see you playing with your dolls again. Good! So moving on to topic four, the one thing with modern shows is there's new new stuff being revealed every month that is coming. I know we've already said uh, vintage collection, you know, there's the petition and whatnot, but there has still been a host of stuff announced. So we're just going to take you through the main things that have been announced since the last show. And Mark, I'm going to come to you first because the ESB 40th anniversary uh, has continued. 
although there has been more of this line revealed, I wanted to separate these two first because two bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back. Now, I don't know if you're like me and you are sort of old school, hardcore, original trilogy, vintage collector. You always know that Forlom is Forlom and Zuckus is Zuckus, the original way that Kenneth yeah. produced them. And to me, they will always be that way. And what they've done since that is they've actually swapped them round the names to what they said was the what they should have been called so Zuckus the brown guy with the tubes and the you know the sort of two barrel shotgun thing he, he is Zuckus and the droid that looks like uh, it looks like it's got a 3PO body and an insect head then he is forlorn that is what Kenner and Lucasfilm say that's the correct name it should be but if you like me, it's not. It's the other way around. It'll always be Forlom and it'll always be Zuckers. And what they've done is they've produced the packaging to emulate the original way that Kenner made the mistake on the packaging. And they've got the name Swap Brown, which I think is a great touch. And Kenner on the card as well. Yeah. Which is nice to see. Mm-hmm. Really nice, really uh, sort of good homage to uh, the original trilogy and the original vintage collectors. They need to come up with a better way of putting that horrible bit of paper in, don't they? It's shocking, really. You know? I mean, what, what, <laughs> Just, does anybody know what it says? It's all warnings, I think. Oh, God. I did notice that the the, um, the forlorn has got the warning on the front of the card where that it's not appeared on the Zuckers card. I think it depends whether it's a European box or not, because I don't think the American ones have the warnings in them. So when I got the, the Boba the big... Fett last year, the, the 40th anniversary exclusive I did for... San Diego that didn't have one didn't have the card in it but then when they did the European release that did but these cards the, the Zuckers has still got the piece of paper under his feet it's right, just okay. missing the, the actual black box warning under the Kenner sign right where Fallon has got that but what do you what do you think about them Mark I, I, I like them I think they're great they're fantastic there you go there's another thumbs up <laughs> <laughs> almost got a full house how's that if you uh, hang you on, mate, they'll probably release them in the boxes along with your blue sides. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, 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 I'm on a real uh, high tonight, lads. I haven't even taken a drug. <laughs> did, did you catch they've done them in the Keller colours as well, so it's different from the original Black Series release they did of the two of them? Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that either. Nice, yeah, nice touch. They are, so, they yeah. are nice. Now, Dan, I'm going to come to you, so let's go over to the other, the other Black Series figures that have been released, and these are in the boxes. Now, I didn't give Mark these because there's another carbonized figure, this time Darth Vader. And can you take us through the other, I think there's three or four other ones as well. Yeah, so there's, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start easy and we'll talk about the hand in carbonite. So that's um, another 40th anniversary figure. Um, that's on a on a vintage style card back. It's the, the, the carbonite that's in there, the, the block of carbonite is from the original Black Series release way back when, I think 2013, when they did the hand and the, and the, the block of carbonite, sorry, the, the Boba Fett with a block of carbonite. That block of carbonite was never meant to be released again. It was only ever meant to be part of that set. So they've reneged on that and stuck it on a on a 40th anniversary card back. Amazon exclusive. I think they're you can get them for about 15 quid. They're not on UK Amazon at the minute. People have been kind of I think they've been living on Amazon waiting for them to come up. I managed to get one from Germany, so I've pre-ordered one of those from from Germany. Not bad for 15 quid. So that there's that one, and then the carbonized Vader. So I watched the the Hasbro Pulse video when they were doing it live at the beginning of May, and they described that you know we, we knew they'd do more, and they were they're talking about their reasoning for Vader, and it was difficult to do a Vader when he's already kind of chrome and black, and how do you carbonize him? So they they've given him a blue tint. I'm not quite sure why. But... 
it's got a blue tint this one um so if you're into your carbonized figures and you've got the rest then you've got you've got one more to get now and um, but i think like um, mark said on the last show i think these these are going to keep coming and coming so long as people keep buying them another another amazon exclusive that one i um, think we should do is yeah. nickname that one um, blue rick's fader <laughs> Yeah, I was trying. I was watching. I was watching Empire the other day, and I couldn't. He didn't look particularly blue to me. It says um, here, doesn't it, in in that thread actually, that the blue who recalls the comic book appearances of the seventies and eighties. So uh, perhaps we did actually that, see him carbonized. That, that's real, that is. That is just. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cut to the chase, lads. They, they've they've retro fitted some copy to to give it an excuse to give it a blue tinge. But if you're going to make it look like the comic. Do something like they did with um, the Hildebrand uh, Jacks exclusive Vader that they did for Celebration a few years ago, where they painted him exactly like how he uh, appeared in the painting. He looked fantastic. This is nothing like the the old Marvel seventies comics. It's just it's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Haven't seen him all night. <laughs> So, and then the next one then on the line is a, it's another Dulux set, a deluxe, deluxe, um, a Luke and Yoda training. So it comes in the same style box as the Probe Droid. So it's actually got the Empire logo on it as well. Another, another, another appearance of that. And the selling point of this one, when they when they were dis, when they were had it on the Hasbro Pulse, is you can position the Luke to do the kind of one-handed handstand and put um, Yoda on on the on the top. So apparently you can the figure's been designed in such a way so you can balance it for display in that position which I thought was quite cool if you're into that sort of thing. And then there was a, 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 another Stormtrooper, so I think that's the the, the Mandalorian. No, the, the Stormtrooper's um, the, it's the classic from A New Hope. Is it? Yes, yeah. It's got a new sculpt as well. Okay, I didn't catch that. I thought it was the one they, that, that one that was shown in the picture next to the Mando, the Beskar one. You know more uh, about that one than me. This is coming out in the, <laughs> in the, um, in the autumn, so, but it is a, a New Hope one. Okay. So it's going to be the uh, first one of those boxes, I should think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a bit confusing, isn't it? Yeah. And then, and then the Camino clone trooper. Which do you know much oh, about actually. that one? Well, no, I've seen I've seen the box because it's got it's the first of the um the clone the clone wars ones. That yeah. Is, um, it's quite a nice figure. I do but quite like it. They're really popular. Those clone troopers. They're, they are they are um, probably one of the some of the more people have got lots of when you see the in the in the black series groups lots of people focusing on those different clone troopers. They've got all their Rexes and Wolves and Codys. And in fairness, the because um, Hot Toys have released um, both Rex and Cody, and I wouldn't wouldn't have gone down that line, but they both look amazing in Hot Toys as well. So some some nice figures coming, isn't there? There for sure. It's um, mm-hmm. over to you, Craig, because the Vintage Collection had just one announcement. This is the one. They better make it count. They yeah. <laughs> what is it? Big it up. <laughs> Big it up. Well, it's Luke Skywalker as a stormtrooper. On a vintage card, as though he had been released, I guess, in the, in the original Star Wars line, because he was a Power of the Force uh, release, wasn't he? And uh, a, a Tri-Lego in this country. Yeah, it's it's it's. A new, do you say it was a repack with a different head? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 got that articulation that worked particularly well with Stormtroopers because their kind of jointed armor kind of lends itself to that that articulation really well. Look at his parting on in his in his hair; it's exactly matched exactly that that still. Um, that they used on the uh, on the card back, but I've become quite sort of fascinated with these with with how they're trying to bring out some of the detail in some of these really old uh, images because you know they were a bit blurry and a bit 
kind of you know low res back in the day and they've they've, they've sort, of, sort of done this high definition thing on this the, these images and he looks like he's got a big old lobster face on, <laughs> on this card back yeah so they're, they're they're fiddling around with the, the these images did you see what they did to the best bin luke anyone see that they swapped his face out for a slightly more high def face i'll send you an image it's when you see it it's quite comical it looks like they've run a filter over over the image there's a lot of noise in it, and it's they've kind of they've been in, and the you know his, his eyes are popping, and he's there's a lot of grain in it. It doesn't look right, does it? Just a bit, it just jarred, you know. I think it, yeah, it, my attention was drawn to it, so um, so clearly something was amiss. The best bin Luke, the, the, the six inch one, was just um, yeah, they basically took a face from another image, put it over the one that we all know and love. Paying particular attention to that when I was giving this to uh, to check out. But I have a fascination with this this figure. I do like Luke as a stormtrooper. I have a theory that famous shot of the stormtrooper in the uh, in the hexagonal corridor as the shooting down the Death Star is is this figure. It's it's Mark Hamill because there was no other stormtroopers in that scene in that corridor. And I've seen publicity photos of him with the helmet off, kind of down there posing. So it's not beyond the the, the wit of man to suggest that. Uh, they had him put the helmet on and fire fire the gun down the corridor, and that's what ended up being used on a lot of promotional material. Great little bit of research, isn't it? Isn't it? Eh? Yes. Yeah. You'll never see it the same again. But no, I've never right. seen any any behind the scenes shots or any publicity stills of any stormtroopers in that corridor other than Luke with the helmet on because he goes down with the helmet on, doesn't he? Takes it off. Do you think that just got lost in the edit because they had to carve the film up so much to get it to where it where it finally got to that he had some footage of Luke or of mark hamill in, a, in the costume shooting they just used it there or yeah i, I just think it just you know oh was, you know we need we need a we need a shot of the stormtrooper for the large figure or the jigsaw that it was used on you know and that's that's the shot that became synonymous synonymous with the stormtrooper but i think it might be mark hamill actually it says it says underneath it returning to figure now it says underneath the figure here actually it was previously offered only as a comic-con international right. exclusive last year for san diego so basically they've just released it for the mass market so if you spend all that money trying to grab the exclusive you will be delighted yeah, it was part of a free pack was it mm. well, there you go Not on his own, yeah. Yeah. right then dan so we just touched on this in the last topic but um the black series have also released the boba fett prototype armor First question: Is it exactly the same helmet, just very yes. different? Yeah, I think yeah. So all the work they did, whether in the, uh, the the actual Boba Fett helmet, I think they've just taken the the mold and just painted it white and stuck it in a box and trying to resell it. So I don't think anyone's getting particularly excited about it. But I think if you're kind of collecting a run of these helmets or you've got a fascination with with uh, with Boba Fett or Mandalorians, I think yeah, those are the people that will pick this up. It's not something I particularly one in my collection you can only imagine that come october november this year there'll be a, a mando helmet as well beskar and every other variation of it they can rinse out of this one mold Good so point. yeah there's not a lot more to it than that i think it's got the same electronics it's got the viewfinder that, that drops down when you press the button so yeah it's pretty much the identical to the to the fat helmet the, the, the top of the dome haven't they to obviously get rid of the um the dent yeah the, uh, the the other helmet, but the the rest of it is is just sprayed white, and you can still see the the scarring detail through the white paint. I think that's oh, that's not good. I was going to say, as a, as a collectible, it doesn't float my boat, but as a piece of design you know, in the right room, it could look really cool. You know, it's sort of on its own on the shelf and a white wall, and quite a bit of impact. But as a fat collector, I mean, it's it's going to be a must buy, isn't it? Didn't they do a a, a black series prototype fat figure? They've, they've done a white yeah. set, haven't they? They've done a yeah. one, haven't they? And I, I, yeah. reckon, 
having that stood next to the helmet on display would look fantastic. Can someone just explain to me, like, why do we get loads of Boba Fett prototype armor? Have I missed something? Where where was this seen? It wasn't seen anywhere. It was Joe Johnson, I think he, he wore it in there when they were when they were kind of doing the doing the testing for the before they filmed Empire, and he wore the armor. And I think at the time when they were putting the, putting Fett together, he was meant to be like a super stormtrooper rather than a, a bounty hunter. And it was that was the armor that he wore, so it was all in white. Because they've released so many figures and stuff of it, haven't they? It's, not... it's easy, isn't it? You just take Fett and you paint him white and go, there you go, prototype armor. I recommend a good podcast you can listen to about the appeal of uh, Boba Fett's too. <laughs> do you yeah <laughs> i see the prototype all the time and i don't never really get it but hey it's clearly not got my finger on the pulse enough now, now mark i'm coming over to you for the last item because we talk about the toys all the time but what better than monopoly the child edition dear oh dear oh dear um oh, it's there, isn't it? i mean it, it, it's there it's for sale uh it's got baby odor on the box it's monopoly Go out and buy it. <laughs> so I'll tell you what I hate about new monopolies like this. One Monopoly, Monopoly to me was always little uh, little diecast figures, and this is pieces of cardboard stuck in a plastic base. No, all of different pictures of the child. Why haven't they done the child? Why haven't they then put Amando and other characters that he comes into touch with? I just I look at those pieces and I just think make those little. Di- that's what makes Monopoly part yeah. of it. You, you know what this is? This is, it's literally easy money for a toy company. There is nothing in that box that has cost them any money to produce other than, I mean, they've even reused the artwork from the main box and just plastered it on the uh, game board. Now, talking as somebody that works in the toy industry, I can tell you they've spent no money on that game whatsoever. They've paid an illustrator to come up with maybe a couple of dozen very small illustrations for around the box, uh, around the, the board, and then three little character designs. And that's it. Everything else uh, pre-exists in one form or another. The cutting forms and everything, the box uh, shape, everything is already done. It's a cheap, easy thing for them to get out quickly to fill the gap that this... Um, uh, baby Yoda craze at the moment uh, is that, that that's all it is the gameplay will probably be shocking absolutely shocking really say anything more about it it's it's just there that, that, that's what it is nothing says Mandalorian more than uh, a fast dealing property trading game though does it I mean they've hit the nail on the head haven't they, they, <laughs> they really have. they've watched the show they've understood what the <laughs> yeah. graphic is going to be yeah. and if the first thing that's popped out of their head is right lads what we need to do is we need to do a baby Yoda Monopoly and they've rushed that game through and it shows we know what to get you for Christmas now Mark Monopoly's actually there's quite a lot of people that collect Monopoly sets isn't there there's, they've, they've done some good ones but this to me just you're right it just looks rushed out The even the image on the box it's so young such a young looking picture but Monopoly is not for a young young child, is it? No. Doesn't look or feel right to me. You know, like when Kenner released the puzzles right at the start before they could get the figures out, it, it feels something like that. It's that cheap, but we're, we're kind of a year on now, and the figures are starting to flow out. So you could you could kind of understand if it was twelve months ago, but it's yeah, we've moved on a bit since then. I think people are expecting a bit more. You could have called it Mandanopoly, couldn't they? Clever. They, they, they need you. They need you in the development uh, department, Craig. They really do, mate. Well, hey, this one is for the Mandalorian fans. There's now a Baby Yoda-themed Monopoly set. 
Instead of the traditional pieces, you'll get to choose from four adorable versions of Baby Yoda. You can see on your screen there, Hasbro introduced the board game on the 4th of May, as in May the 4th be with you, also known as Star Wars Day. Monopoly Star Wars The Child is currently available on pre-order for $19.99 and is expected to ship out on its release date of September 1st. So on to topic five, something we started last month, where we're going to take a, a character from the movies and the boys will all choose their favourite from the sculpts. Now, this month we've gone a bit bit classic. We've gone with the original Princess Leia Organa figure. So we're talking white gown here. No other outfits. The white gown from the very first ever movie. There's lots to choose from here. We're going to go to Craig first. Yes, I've picked the Princess Leia from the early bird kit that Walmart did in 2005 with the hood up. I own this and I'm not sure why or how I've come to own it. I think it came with some other stuff because I don't own that early bird kit. But it's it's really, really nicely done as a, as a sculpt. The, the the fabric detail on the dress and the proportions of her. She looks like a kind of 20-year-old you know, Carrie Fisher rather than a sort of 30-year-old Fatima Whitbread, which some of these do. And it's a it's a it's a curious one because it's got the hood up and she never really had the hood up in any scenes other than that that moment where she's um she's she's hiding the plans in R two D two and I've got another fun fact about that. Would you like to hear my other fun fact? I would always like to hear your fun fact. You like, okay, if you watch the movie when she's when she's putting the uh, the plans into R two, she's got the hood up. And then she sort of gets startled and she, you see her take the hood down. Every other publicity shot that you see of that scene, which is a really, really famous image, uh, she's got the hood down. Never noticed that either. There you go. So that I like that figure. It's a really nice figure and I, I like it because she's got a hood up. But what they really needed to have done is to is to have kind of made her, her knees bend, have a, you know, no, that's never been achieved really to get that crouch. So if you wanted to kind of make that scene with a little diorama, you're, you're scuppered really. It never works. Yeah, just reading here, it's only got uh, three movable joints, that figure. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the robe is kind of plastic and her feet don't do anything. It's just a, 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 her shoulders and her, and her head. Nice choice, nice choice. Uh, Dan, what, what are you going with from all these lovely... Uh... Well, believe it or not, I did pick the same one as uh, yeah. Mr Spivey, but I've <laughs> got the, I'm going to go a year earlier than that. And there's uh, um, Princess Leia Organa from a vintage-style OTC, which I think is the... when they. It kind of weren't quite vintage card backs, but they had the same style um, racetrack around the card with Star Wars at the top. Yeah, it's got a cloth skirt, and it's quite a... It looks like I haven't got it to hand, but it's it's quite a petite figure, and the gun looks kind of a bit big for her, which is kind of what the, it, she looks like in the film, where she's uh, breaking out of the detention cell, and she's got the blaster, and she looks like she's, she's struggling to lift it, let alone fire it. So, yeah, I really like that one. Can you see that one, anyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking at it at the moment. It, it, it says here that... Uh, for a figure, it's very difficult to stand, and there were no no peg holes in the feet, so to display it is a is an issue. You're right; the top half is is quite. You're right; really petite. It's I don't know. There's something not right with the scaling on it. I like it. I think it looks right. Do you? I like <laughs> <Yeah>. her face. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, something's off for me on that. So you're you don't wrong. agree with me on that one, then? I'm going with that one. Well, everyone's got that. their own favourite, mate. You know. <laughs> so, think, what about you, Mark? I'm going to go all the way back, all the way back. We're going back now to 1995, and we're going back to the Power of the Force 2 release. I remember being involved with uh, the creation of a magazine called Dark Times in the early 
early to mid 90s, which was based, uh, which was aimed at science, classic science fiction from the 70s, 80s and 90s, covering mainly Star Wars. And I wrote an article in that magazine just before Kenner released images of the new Power of the Force line. And we were all getting very excited about what was coming up. And we were all contemplating and guessing, second guessing what was going to be available. Bear in mind, we hadn't had any Star Wars for over 10 years at this point. My article was along the gist of there is no way that Kenner will ever reproduce figures like we did when we had them back in the day. They will have more joints. They will look better. They will look more realistic. Um, the, the, the accessories will be more realistic. The packaging will look fantastic. It will be like the originals, but better. So, you know, the vehicles will be... Uh, there's no way will a kid accept the X-Wing that we got when we uh, were kids. They will want much more. They will be expecting much more. And what did we get? We got rehashes of the old moles that made the vehicles look worse. The packaging was dreadful. And the sculpts on the figures were diabolical. And Princess Leia Organa is one of those figures that just smacks of... It's just... It's awful. The sculpting, she looks like a monkey. The facial sculpt on it, she doesn't, she doesn't look right. We've got these huge plastic swishing skirts. The accessories don't match. I don't know where they've got the designs for the guns from. I mean, it looks absolutely nothing like any weapon from Star Wars. Pose is just really overplayed and, 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 and stupid. And the whole, all the figures, I don't think they did a decent figure. In, in the whole range until we got sort of later on into the into the line and we started seeing much more better moulded figures, uh, sculpted figures. But to start with, I mean, oh, God, the Luke Skywalker, the Han Solo, the Ben Kenobi, they were all dreadful. And Leia was definitely top of the tree. She was, I mean, it's just shocking. Shocking. So I read you the description in Stan, Stan Sweet's Ultimate Collection, Ultimate um, Action Figure Collection for that See, figure. Does it, so, of mere mind? Yeah. Doomed forever to be known by fans as Monkey Face Layer. The figure is a perpetual scale. This is the first new layer in the Revive line. <laughs> shocking. So, I mean, you, you just, just dreadful. There's no, there's no, there is no forgiving that figure or that line. I even think that um, in 98, when they released the all-new likeness, if you remember that being on the front of the cards, I think even that, facially, wasn't great either. No. And that's three years after like having time to play with it and whatnot. Yeah, I, I mean, when you think back to the original one in 1978, it's hands down better than anything in, in, in that sort of new modern era in the 90s, uh, up until, I would say, sort of early 2000, 2000. 2003 when we uh, started getting much better likenesses uh, to the figure but the, the, the first ones were just unforgivable unforgivable oh my god don't get me started on the packaging <laughs> I, I like this because this was a what is your favorite layer Organa that's Mark's favorite can you imagine what his least favorite is <laughs> yeah I didn't I didn't want to say to be honest with you I didn't want to set him off again <laughs> to, to, be, to be fair I mean I could go down the vintage line, but that that'd be boring, wouldn't it? I mean, you know, everybody loves the vintage layer. It's it's a, it's a great figure. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the um the 2002 Saga series, the the Death Star trash compactor. Uh, she came in a set just because her robes look a little bit grubby with being in the old water. She was packed with 
Chewie and um, the Dying Ogre. Yeah, a great little uh, a great little set, but yeah, just just something a little bit different. I'm quite surprised no one was a little bit um, a little bit cheeky and went with the the retro collection just so it's a <laughs> image of the uh, original figure. There's been a few others, isn't there? I quite like those two, those 2015 ones. There's just something about the proportions that, that kind of work. I know they're kind of a lot more simple, but there's just about the way they stand look quite real. Yeah, I've got I've got the Saga Legend series. That one was packed with Luke Stormtrooper. But yeah, you're right. They they do look quite good, both of them, don't they? Mm. I think it's actually the same sculpt, isn't it? It's just when you look at the actual figures. I'd love to see them side by side because they're very, very similar. Let me just see if that's... Yeah, it is. It's a, uh, a re-release figure. Yeah. Yeah, she's had some uh, some very unique sculptings over the years. Uh, I think you're right. The very difficult to actually better the vintage the vintage figure in that line. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? No reward is worth this. The only other thing that I'd noticed while we were talking, and I kind of, the moment was lost uh, when we moved on, but the original, I was trying to think what the, the, the original ProBot top reminded me of. I was scratching my brains and then I, I kind of found it on Google. Is it the Ninky Nonk or the Pinky Punk from in the Night Garden? You know the little round. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> Craig, Craig, what? Can you, can you uh, send me some of the drugs you're having in the postman? <laughs> you just got that feel to it. It's kind of like it's the cute version of the the Probot, isn't it? The vintage one. They're gentler looking. There you go. If if anyone wants to send us anything about the Ninky Nonk or the Pinky Punk, what's it called? It is the Ninky Nonk, isn't it? Or is it the Pling? It's it's part of the little train. That they... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Jesus, I, I tell you what, I've got a really good question for you, right? And get top marks from me if you can make this connection. If you can make the connection from in the night garden to uh, Star Wars, is it that the plinky plonk or the ninky nonk looks like the robot? No. <laughs> Was there a character called Eagle Piggle? No. Is it one of the actors? No. I don't think you'll ever get it. If you, unless you've got it straight away, you will never get it. Right. The In the Night Garden is directed by a guy called Dirk Campbell. Dirk Campbell directed a film called I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle in the early 90s. And who stars in that film but Anthony Daniels, who plays C-3PO? I'm, I'm not being funny, but you could have let me have one million guesses. <laughs> Never, never would have got it. <laughs> See, every 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 day is like a, it's a learning experience with me, isn't it? That's what it is. Something like that, mate. <laughs> well, if uh, if you got that, then uh, please, please let us know. You can email us at generationskywalker at gmail Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter just by searching Generation Skywalker. Please go and check out the YouTube channel. Again, search Generation Skywalker. All our shows are enhanced. So please, please give us some feedback. We always like to hear what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. When it comes to reviews, please, please go over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review, preferably five stars. There's no, there's no need to be nasty. Give us a review because that goes a long way to helping us get more established as a podcast. But it is for this month. Goodbye from Craig. Bye. Goodbye from Daniel. This is the way. And it is goodbye from Mark. Sayonara, Robocop. It's goodbye from me, and we are Generation Skywalker.